just go with the flow It's the Hershey and Keith Show Welcome to Hershey and the Keegs Show, starring pitcher Mark Hirschman and his personal catcher, Mike Keegan. Every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. live from the Governor's Comedy Club radio studio. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, well, it's Tuesday night, 9 p.m. We are here. Welcome back to that show that that warms your souls and fills your holes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right, all right, not yeah. bad. Not bad. And, and you, no, you just thought about that right now. You did not. Uh, <laughs> no, I was thinking. I thought about it no, today, during the day. You're but, lying. But it is 9 p.m. Tuesday night. Yes, it, is it is the Hershey and the Keeg Show. We yes, are here. Is. I am Mike Keegan, here with my my uh, compañero. Thank you. Mark Hirschman. Correct. Tony Walker on the yeah. ones and twos. Mm-hmm. And we have a special guest tonight. We you have know, had a guest in a couple weeks. I, it's amazing. We've been doing this show now for a little bit over, it's about a year and a half. And today we already have our favorite guest ever on the show. And we're, we are beyond words incredibly happy to introduce our friend, legendary comedic uh, personality, Mr. John Ziegler. Everybody. Johnny Ziegler. How are you, sir? So, how you doing, buddy? Wow, look at that applause break. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> favorite guest couldn't get a bottle of water, but favorite guest of <laughs> yeah. all time. Embarrassing. It, Mark, sh- Mark will share his water. Yeah, I no, filled this up from the tap about three th- three times this week already. More than I got. Yeah. John uh, Ziegler. But. For those who don't know, and I can't imagine too many people not knowing, John Ziegler has been on the comedy scene uh, for is it what sixteen years now, John? Wow, what you you do a little diligence? Well, no, so I know that I started in 2010, and I think you started like two years or three years before. Yeah, so um, you've been on the scene for a long time. Very well respected comic, not just on Long Island, but in the city and and throughout the country. And um, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna delve too deep into it because it's something that he has talked about until he's literally blue in the face. But John is um, not that far from removed from surviving pancreatic cancer. Um, so when I say that this is our favorite moment tonight it really is because this is not just a a respected comic but he's a friend of mike and i and tony as well and uh the fact that he's sitting here um talking to us looking incredibly well is super significant to us there's no joke in that and um it means a lot that you're here just because you are here period you can shit the bed tonight and it won't matter because we're super happy to see you which is also how we found out (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) right if you shit the bed it's not a good sign we know that Uh, we have to go back to the doctor but yeah a couple years ago i had no confidence that we'd all be sitting here together tonight well so that's a great question a couple of years ago john did you have confidence that you'd be sitting here anywhere no no. no, point blank. No, no, no. That was it. It was over. The game was over. Your diagnosis was when? What? What exact? Uh, uh, what time? April two thousand twenty-one. Okay, so, so uh, about two and a half years. So you're knee, knee deep in the pandemic, thinking that the world is at the bottom. You probably your comedy work has dried up like everybody else because of COVID, and then oh, you have pancreatic cancer. It's a cherry start to a podcast. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. um, we warm your souls and fill. Yeah. I got lucky because I was kind of like. COVID was there, but it was it was dying down a little. So I was okay. able to get normal treatment in a hospital. Yeah. Okay. If I was there in like the heart of COVID, you couldn't even get a bed. There was, uh, you know, Bedlam. things in the hallway and shit yeah. like that. So I yeah. got really good care. Yeah, it didn't did. like. You're so I, lucky. I got so lucky. <laughs> right. You get Man. all the breaks. The Jews get all the breaks. <laughs> I win the lottery. <laughs> you did. 
So anyway, yeah, I've talked about uh, having cancer on seventy-four different podcasts. Yeah, that's why and, yeah, I wanted to. Of, I, we needed to address it because it is the elephant in the room, and it, and it, I don't think it's fair to our audience to not say that this guy has climbed the biggest mountain. Um, we're not going to dwell on it, but it is important because you are significant to us and to the comedy community that you're here. You look well. You're doing well, and uh, you're feeling good. You're doing. You're doing okay. Yeah, but is this video? Because I'm sitting really weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just lay down. Slouched. Lay I'm down. Slouch. If you're suddenly not feeling well. Lay I just down. saw a camera in front of me, and I'm like, I should look. I, I, it's yeah, a video. I didn't, I didn't like, want to say anything, before. but I'm like, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, the old, well, uh, Tom, we, the old Burt Reynolds pose. From, yeah. Uh, I f- yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel good. I feel normal. Yeah. You feel normal. For you the most normal. part. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's but, awesome. Um, I'll tell you, I'm not really a crier, but we had a, that, that fundraiser show for you here, and when you went on stage, I, I cried in the showroom at Governor's like a little baby. Because they wouldn't man. give you a spot. Because you didn't get a spot, and I, I, didn't get a and spot. I sold, like, and I sold it. it out. I'm like Mick Thomas, not me. Like I <laughs> 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 sold out. But uh, no, that was I didn't. a that very, was a, um, that was a very touching night. It was a lot for me. That yeah. was like that was when I was really, like, right in the heart of it. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Um, I don't like. Even I was remember. I was ready to say goodbye, and I'm like, all right, now you know. <laughs> right. That's the only reason I lived. I yeah, killed. Exactly. I killed that night. I'm like, I got more. I got more to give. It was sure, um, I'm sure very it emotional. Something for you. Yeah, I'm sure Everybody showed up. People came out for me. Yeah. And, um, Listen, Mark, were you here? Uh, I was out of town. Okay. I wasn't here actually. <laughs> I would have been here. I reached out to John though. I was I was out of town. I um, did I get that? I don't remember that text. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, you do. You know, I texted you. I texted you multiple times. Um, well, maybe I didn't hit send. No, I did. I did text you. You know, I did a couple of times. Um, I'll take your word for it. No, I'll sh- I'll go back into the text. I have them saved. Don't worry. I want to make sure that uh, I have receipts on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so t- tell me how this. Um, you, you're ill. You get better, and then you decide. Um, well into your um, not later years, but you're certainly not uh, 25. That you're going to get married. How did this whole thing come about? <laughs> uh, I was sick. <laughs> yeah, and you know you re- reevaluate a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, Dawn's plus Dawn's guys, an amazing person. Dawn's been a rock for me. She's yeah. been there while I've been sick. And, yeah. And, and, and comedy, like I owned the business in 2008. I made an actual living. <laughs> That's right. Like I was a functioning part of society. <laughs> exactly. I wasn't like a lot of like I had a career. I made a yeah. good living. I had, yeah. you know, a nice apartment, drove a new car. Like yeah. I had my shit together. Yeah. And then I woke up one day miserable and I'm like, I'm going to be a comedian. There you go. And That's how, no, that's what most people would be like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like you're going to. And yeah. uh, she was just like, that's what you want to do. Go do it. Like, she was always supportive with everything. Supportive with the comedy and the sickness, <laughs> and she's an amazing person. I've she's heard only, awesome. I've, I, I know I met her years ago, but I, I've heard incredible things about her. I heard you really hit it big this time. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. You said that most people would say, what the fuck are you doing? Except comics understand how much happier you've probably been, despite maybe not the same financial gain that you had. You're happier in this life than you were in that one. Am I right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I was not, I owned a business. I was making a good living. I had status, which you think is going to make you happy. It's all bullshit. Like yeah. I was like, people like, oh, I own Junction Fitness Group. It was a pretty well-known gym in Port Washington. Sure. Yeah. People knew of it. I was hanging around all the steakhouses because I was training like the owners of like the steakhouses. Yeah, yeah Mike or, and I, know, we, we ran in those circles. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Gyms and the, uh, no, the steakhouses. <laughs> steakhouses. Not the, steakhouses, not <laughs> no. the gyms. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, get, I get comped at a lot of steakhouses <laughs> too. Remember filet night? We'd always see those gym guys were running around. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, it was a cool experience owning my own business and shit like that. Yeah. But I woke up every day miserable and stressed. Exactly. Yeah. And just feeling like, is this my life? Like I just run this place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I started comedy and never expected it to be my career. 
It started by coming here to Governor's. I did a, a six-person bringer show, like the open mic. That's yeah, once yeah. a month. Yeah. Loved it. And then I did another one the next month. And then after like five months, I decided to take John Trucin's comedy class because mm. I knew he was the booker. I didn't yep. know that. I didn't know that you did open mics before. I you did took about five Trucin's classes. Wow, wow. I yeah. wouldn't do. I used to go to bars to do open mics. Yeah. But I never went up. Yeah. Okay. I, got I would you. get cold feet. I would yeah. go and I'd be like, yeah, maybe next time because it was like you know what the open mics are. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. So it was a little clicky. They were all doing like inside jokes, like and then Mark, you know, he's going to the horse races. I'm like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they shit on the bar itself. Yeah. Or or make fun of the comic before them. So yeah. you're talking like Chesterfields, Huntington, <clears throat> that kind of thing. Like yeah, that uh, was um one back then. It was um the, the, the tattoo place in oh, Belmont. Wild oh yeah, Wild, Wild Child, Child tattoo. Yeah. Yep. Tim Dillon and. Uh, <clears throat> And Canal Rooney, and Schenlinger, maybe. Uh, Rooney was running it for yeah. a while. Yeah. Joey G, Joey G. Yeah. 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 Joey G, great guy. Of course, guy. I talk to Joey all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> um, See, that was my first open mic. I didn't I didn't know that there were open mics at bars. I took tr The first thing I did was take Trucin's class and took the class, did the two graduation shows. I had no idea how to keep doing it. Well, comedy. I thought I was a business genius because I'm like, that's the guy. You know, I ran a business. I thought I was smart. Um, and Trucin's the wrong guy to do this with. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he's the booker. I'll take his class and I'll kind of buddy up to him. <laughs> That'll get me in. That'll get me in. Yeah. And I'm like, John's the last guy you want to try yeah. to be like, so, like, and kisses that. Because he, yeah. he can see right he through that. Make, exactly. So I took the class. I worked really hard. But I took the class. Like, who's going to teach you how to be funny? Nobody can teach you. Which is kind of true. But yeah. they can teach you how to write. They can teach you how to edit. They can teach yeah. you stage presence. Yeah. How to prepare. How to hold a mic. How to all, not all the hold basic a mic. Bullshit yeah. that Guys, I've seen some guys who are five years in the comedy who don't know Comedy 101 yeah. yet. That's all, right. All this stuff, when you, even when you just see the guy get on stage for the first <coughs> time at a bar, and you say, that guy's doing everything wrong, and that's the first impression you get at, out of him, and he, you never see him again. Yeah, you can't teach him to be yeah. funny, but yeah. you can teach him how to pull the funny out of him yeah. and how to write. And so mm -hmm. I took the class and surprisingly really liked it. Yeah, I went in just being like, oh, I'm just going to use this to get real spots. <laughs> I, you know, you don't know how this works. Yeah. Then I did the grad classes, and they were fun. But then it was, I was all in. Yeah. Then I had like the bug, so I had to start doing open mics. Yeah. Because I needed more stage time. Exactly. I wasn't working at Governors. I was only doing bringer shows. Sure. Yeah. So I started going to the open mics, which were. Um, What's the one Johnny McDonald runs in Huntington? What's that called Cra up there? Crab Trees. But now, it wasn't Crab Trees then. That, Strawberries, was it back then? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, it's had like seven names over yeah. there. Yeah, wasn't that Chesterfields also? I think that was, Chesterfields yeah. Chesterfields was upstairs from the... <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah. And now yeah. it's Crab Trees, but it was something after Chesterfields That's the first also, open mic that I went to also, and, he, and he's yeah. talking about inside jokes, um, and it was Joey G, and it was uh, Colazzo, and it was Harry Friedman, and they were all making like inside jokes, and I'm like, I'm not going to ever get into this community at all. Yeah. So yeah. that's what you experienced same same exact well, thing. I was yeah. I was scared. You know, I had I had terrible performance anxiety my first year. Yeah. Sure. I, I would get sick the days of shows, but I yeah. didn't want like fear to keep me from doing it. Yeah. So I like it wasn't like a normal guy. I was like, I'm going to an open mic. It was like all day eating jello. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And just yeah. being like, why am I doing I still this? Have that. I was just gonna say yeah. Mark has that I still deal with that. Sixteen years later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I started doing the mics and guys uh Trucin and uh Keith Anthony, you guys know Keith. Oh yeah. They yep, both I didn't well. know Keith back then, but he gave me really solid advice. Yeah. about doing the mics and how to use them so I get something out of them. Yeah. Yep. And I started doing mics and um, that was about the time I walked into my business and I told my partners, I'm like, yeah, I'm selling you the business. Wow, really? Yeah, I sold it for like 10 cents on the dollar. Like I took a beating. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted out. Yeah. And I, I then I dove into comedy. I just started working. So year one of comedy, I did about 12 shows, 10. <laughs> yeah. About 10 shows total. Yeah. Well, mostly bringer shows here at the club. Yeah. <clears throat> and then year two, I probably did about you know, 40 30, 40, yeah. something in that range. Year three, I did about 350. Yeah. That's yeah. when I, by year three, 
And then I started getting, that year, I started getting Thursday, Sundays here yep. at, at Governor's. I started yeah. getting fundraiser shows. And, and that's when I started. And I, so every time I was on a Thursday, Sunday show, I would work with you. And then I got to know you. And you were really, you were starting to run with Laurie and, and Anthony a lot at that point. Those were the two comics I first met. Those, yeah. Yeah. Joey. Joe G, Joey G. Yeah. Um, Rooney came along so, slightly little bit later. after that. So did Louderback and McKenna. Yeah. Those was, are my friends. It was definitely and you. And Keegan. Yeah. Keegan was yeah. right around yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. No, but yeah. I'm, I'm saying in 2010 when I started, it was it was Ziegler. Uh, Anthony started a few months before me and Lori around the same time. Yeah. And that was your crew. And you guys were working your asses off. You, got, yeah. you were working your asses off. And, uh, of course, <coughs> in a community, uh, as we were just talking about a little bit before the show started, that's not always the, uh, the nicest place to be. You know, there was, I'm sure, you remember a lot of backbiting and people you know, questioning why are those people getting spots why are they why are they getting spots a little bit but yeah. i got that from people that just are never going to do this. that are never going to exactly do it that, right that, <clears throat> so i don't their words didn't mean much to me They're like why are you well, getting spots i'm like because i work hard at comedy so that's right. the whole thing the right? people people were, were happy to say that yet you and and laurie were busting your asses out there they got it worse than i did yeah um yeah. But not deserve it. I mean, they, no, they no, were they, didn't do they were hustling. Yeah, but I, I, I think I, I didn't get a lot of the, the backlash that they got a little bit. Um, they, they got a ton of it. I mean, you know, like adding to yours. You know, when, when I first started uh, in Trusen's class, it was you, Anthony, and Lori were sitting in on you know some of the classes. So you guys are the kind of the, the veterans that I had known and closing out the graduation shows when I did them. And then uh, that's how I got to know you guys. But and then a lot of people are saying, like, why are they getting all this? I don't stuff? know. It's funny. But I, it's the guys that are saying that are the ones that aren't going to the open mics and get up once every two months. And look, there's some luck involved. Yeah. You know, I learned this when I started. If you work hard, are nice to everybody, mm -hmm. um, are not a mental patient. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you'll get some work. Yeah. Being funny is almost fourth. Yeah. Right. Like, just exactly. be a decent, working, respectful, respectful the club. human being. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're moderately funny, people may take a look at you and yeah. let you develop. So I always tried to be nice to everybody, not because I was trying to get something, because it's just you should be nice to people. It's, yeah. not, that, you know, it's not that crazy of a concept. <laughs> yeah. like just you, be respectful of people. Yeah. Um, I met my friends who worked hard. I had a crew, and those are, that's good to have because, like, Mike suck. They sucked 15 years ago. They suck now. Yeah. I've never been to a good open mic. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. exist. I've been to some that are better than others. Sure. I used to enjoy doing the Belmore Bean when Les was running That was it. a fun open mic. Because <laughs> yeah. Les has never been in a bad mood, <laughs> exactly. I don't think, ever. No. It's like yeah. the nicest, nicest man on the planet. The nicest man in the world. <laughs> and it was a cool little coffee place. It was comfortable. Yeah. And we had a good crew. Grillo used to go down. Yeah. Kel Cagno. Yeah. yeah. That's a little um, bit later you're talking now. Yeah. Yeah. It was later. Yeah. But that it was, was like. A, that was a lot of fun. That was a great mic. Those mics were fun. Yeah. Because afterwards we'd all go to the diner. They have that uh, international diner. It has all the ice cream right International in Delight. Yeah. International Delight. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah I live for, uh, yeah, exactly. for ice cream after the <laughs> exactly. mics. It was a fun night. Yeah. I even missed the ones that they had here, though, because there were always, you know, a couple hundred people in the audience at, at the ones at, at here at the Brokerage, club, the ones that you hosted. And then the he hosted the Brokerage. Well, those were bringer yeah. shows that I those ran. are bringer mics, yeah. yeah but, and uh, yeah. yeah, I would pack those in. That's yeah. a different. I always tell the difference between the two is like going to a mic mm -hmm. is just go there and work on your shit. You sign your name, you go up. Yeah. There's not a lot of feedback. You're there for you. Yeah. And then if you do a bunch of those, it's good to do like the bringer shows here at the club because now you have an 150, 200 people maybe. Yeah. In the, even if it's in the gig room, it's still 80 people. That are going to hear the seven minutes that you've been that, that on. Now you can do your stuff you've worked on and get actual feedback yeah. of, okay, now it's not eight mental patients yeah, exactly. laughing at my dick joke. Yeah. Now yeah. it's an audience, and I can get Anna's feedback. Is this working? Is this funny? Yeah. So that's what I started doing, is doing a bunch of mics, mm -hmm. and then 
doing a bringer show to see, yeah. like, is it work? Then I got lucky, and there was luck involved. They started using me on Thursday, Sundays, and I got a lot of them, like almost every Thursday, Sunday. So I had, yeah. like, seven to eight shows a month where I was getting, you know, I was getting, like, eight minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. And then I worked up, I was hosting them. I was getting to host a lot of Thursday, Sundays, I which do, is a different skill set. Yeah. I was on a lot of them with you. I remember it very, very well, yeah, of course. I can, I can crush raffle baskets. I get 50 <laughs> of them in three minutes. And then I started getting uh, hosting jobs on weekends. And I remember the first, you guys, Tommy might have been before. You remember Tommy no, Dunsight? No, absolutely. Tommy, yeah. Absolutely. I knew Tommy, <clears throat> Tommy yeah. was kind of like, I guess, managing. I don't know what he did yeah. here. Yeah, at the well, yeah. Ginny was here, Mark and, and yeah, yeah. Tommy, yeah. And um, Tommy called me. I was at work. This, I still had my fitness studio. I was working there as a consultant. I stayed on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and Tommy called me. He's like, Mr. Trucin wants to know if you want to work this weekend. And I was like, uh, like I felt like they called me from the Tonight Show. Yeah. I called it was huge. I called people on the way home. I was like, <laughs> I got the call. Yeah. It's like like my life was up from the bigs. Yeah. Meant, it meant the world to me. Yeah. And I hosted my first weekend was uh, Vic DiBattetto before he was famous. Oh, wow. Really? No, but right. it was before, before bread, bread and milk. Before milk. You know? Yeah. And uh, it was Mike Burton was the middle, who's a headliner. Killer. And uh, so it was me, Mike Burton, comic. and Vic DiBattetto. And wow. I, couldn't re I couldn't say DiBattetto. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you know Vic, have you ever talked to him? Vic's yeah. loud on stage. Vic's very soft-spoken, nice guy. dude Absolutely. off stage. Of course. So Vic was like, yeah, don't worry about it if you screw up my last name. It's like, DiBattetto, DiBattetto. I go, yeah. DiBattetto. So the whole night I'm going, DiBattetto, DiBattetto, <laughs> DiBattetto. Then I get up there and forget Vic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anwar DiBattetto. I was like, now your headliner, Mr. DiBattetto. <laughs> yeah. I did. I forgot He's not Vic. famous yet. <laughs> That's only happened to me twice. Uh, the other was Carmen Lynch, who I was actually friendly with. Yeah. And forgot her name. I would be like me forgetting Keegan's Dude, name. That right. honestly happened to me. And this is maybe four or five years ago. And I've known Monty for yeah, how, do you how forget long is one of my, yeah. the easiest name on the planet. We're, we're doing a show at Chris and Tony's and I'm hosting. And Monty's walking up to the stage. And I go, now you're, 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 you're headliner. I couldn't fucking remember his name. I'm like, I've been friends with this guy for you six years. You should have just said Dean Martin. Nobody would have known the difference. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Nobody would have known the difference. Well, exactly. what I started doing is I, I, I know Carmen. Yeah. yeah. So I start just giving facts about Carmen. <laughs> right. I'm like, she's a tall. She's a very tall lady. Right. She, uh, I go, she's Half roommates. Spanish. I think her intro is she's roommates with Liz Mealy. <laughs> yeah. And then Carmen's yelling because she don't give a crap. Carmen's like, I'm like, what's her name again? She's like, Suzanne. I'm like, it's not Suzanne. <laughs> <clears throat> but you go blank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, it, I wouldn't have reacted the same because yeah. now you just realize it doesn't matter. Right. And you calm down yeah. and go, oh, Carmen, that's it. You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't. exactly. But back then, I was like, I sold my business. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I thought my life was over because I forgot her name. It doesn't matter. Trucin's laughing in the back yeah, of the room. Nobody amazing. gives you shit. Yeah. I just, I want to go back to a second, though, to, to the beginning part. And I remember um, a, a veteran comic had said to me when um, I was, you know, I was obviously very green and new. And I remember thinking, like, why do, why do comics shit talk other comics? And, uh, and the answer was, it's about jealousy and it's about not working as hard as them. The bottom line is, if you just want to be in that same situation, just work harder. Exactly. Just work harder and it doesn't matter what they're doing or how they got their spots. Yeah. It's, it's work harder. Don't put zero effort into it and then blame everybody else for your shortcomings. I mean, yeah, like, there's why reasons you, why. Why you like this? There's, there's, there's generally reasons why everyone... <laughs> 
everyone winds up everywhere, right? I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, there's, there's a reason why people wind up, yes, you know, is it maybe someone likes you a little bit more because of this or whatever the case, or because Ziegler's such a nice guy, but ultimately, yeah. it all comes out in the wash. Yeah, exactly. You're going to wind up getting an opportunity if you deserve it, and you're going to wind up not getting an opportunity yeah. if you don't deserve exactly. it. See, I didn't deal with all, everybody talks about all the shit talking. I really never... Well, I've never heard one person say a bad thing. Well, about no, I've heard some. It's come to my really? ears. Yeah, it happens. People, it happens. But, but I understand, like, for the most part, 98% of the comics I work with mm -hmm. were fine. But yeah. I'm saying comics. There's a lift difference between well, you're, you're running separating. around an open mic comics circuit with people. Comics and dabblers. Yeah. Talking George people Gallo who calls have, them. Yeah, but people who have worked hard and got passed and wrote an yeah, act and take this seriously. I I never really had issues. And I'm talking, as and as the higher I went up the, the, ladder, the yeah. social scale of comedy, when I met headliners that I've watched on ONA and, yeah. and Howard Stern and Comedy Central and I met all these guys. Sure. They were all cool and I can't, if you press me right now to tell me a comic who was a dick that was successful, I can't come up with one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, there were guys that... I'll come up with a few if you want to <laughs> just sure, sure a few. Come up with a few, yeah. <laughs> but I... But. I, um... But John, I have to tell you though, and this uh, this is well before. I just had a, I'm sorry, I just had a brain. I just forgot yeah. Carmen Lynch's name again. <laughs> I'm going to help you. I'm going to I'm going to help you. You're you're a little bit of an anomaly. You always were, um, in the sense that nobody really ever had a, a negative word about Ziegler before the cancer. It wasn't like this was oh well now he's sick. Let's let's worry about him. <laughs> you somehow have always managed in a, in in this business, which again is sometimes a little bit ugly and cutthroat, where you just have a your demeanor is to just be nice to people and 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 generally it happens well, most back. people and were nice to me yeah. Yeah. most when people were nice to me too but yeah. out of everybody john is probably out of all the comics that i came up with kind of yeah the nice the best to the newer comics yeah you guys know that. you guys know i'm not still dying right this is yeah. a, you guys have been incredibly <laughs> this kind this is john ziegler's <laughs> eulogy that you i didn't get to yeah. i wrote the fucking thing i just haven't been able to well, use it here's so. the thing we wrote this uh, the notes for this show 18 Eight months, months ago. ago so we're just going to use it yeah i keep now i keep having to cross out was i'm like oh is he still is yeah bk right. sweeney's which is my town bar yeah, yeah um, i know i grew up in beth page and the owner's known me since i'm probably 13 years old we, we've had we, you and i've had lunch with anthony at yeah, uh, yeah. madison's tropical smoothies in <laughs> beth page <laughs> <That's> right <laughs> so long the, time ago the owner at sweeney's 